Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Seattle, the Northwest, and it's environs. It's time for Drive Time Radio on a Saturday morning. Just a little after 8 o'clock, we get together every Saturday morning to hip you up as to what's happening in the world of cars and sometimes in life. You know, however uh, however things shake out this morning, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, we try to discuss the, uh, the automotive issues of the day and try to, uh, you know, try to give you some news and different things that will enlighten you as to the uh, situation with your car and form you. Uh, once again, if you uh, want to see some groovy cars and uh, see the trunk or treat uh, in a Volkswagen bug, an actual real Volkswagen bug, not the the modern version, uh, head on over to uh, Shoreline's Cars and Coffee, which is in the uh, the huge shopping center where Sears used to be over on uh, Westminster Way and, uh, you know, right off Aurora there in Shoreline, uh, right by the, the big uh, market there. Where I get my brand muffins all the time. It's a great place to go and to uh, hang out with other people, talk about cars. We will... Um, at some point, be live down there. We, uh, you know, it's it's funny. I attempted to do it again this morning, and it just um, I just got to wait, uh, 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 you know, until the weather is a little bit better. Um, although, again, you know, it's uh, it's not pouring, but it's it's damp, and and you know, it a radio show. If we're doing a show inside, it's one thing, but uh, and if I had this week, I. If I had like a, a huge Suburban or a Land Cruiser or something like that, it would be easier to do it. But uh, I'm driving a Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> the Toyota Tacoma, as we'll find out in a couple of minutes when Nathan asks me what I'm driving. And uh, I'm not trying to steal your uh, your show, Nathan, please. It's okay. I got uh, a dump button here. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I don't know that they've used the dump button on me in my entire career maybe once but um with with, with a, i mean for me I, you know callers we've definitely uh used it for but anyway so we'll get down there but uh you know i urge you wherever you are there's a cars and coffee uh you know they have them in like laramie wyoming everybody goes out with their pickup trucks on a cold morning gets together and the reason that i stress uh cars and coffee uh, is I think it's such a wonderful thing uh, for people to get together with the commonality of cars, whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, whoever you are, whatever you are. Uh, it's like going to a baseball game. You know, the, you're not there to do politics. You're there to do cars, talk about your car, look at other people's cars, admire their cars. You, you know, it's funny. If you belong to some of these car groups on the internet, on uh, you know Facebook and stuff like that, um, inevitably, like I'm in a group, um, obscure cars, and I love to look at some of the different obscure cars that people come up with, either for sale or for um, uh, just to peruse, just to look at. Uh, you see some fantastic stuff, 
And inevitably, there'll always be somebody with a wise-ass remark about somebody's car. And, um, you know, and the only reason they do it is because they're on the internet. They're on, uh, you know, the, they have that anonymity. They're on Facebook. They're on whatever it is, Twitter or, or whatever it is. They have that anonymity. And listen, I'm guilty of it, too. I'm no angel. I've done it. But there's a certain level that it can get to, especially if the group is not a well-moderated group. And at a Cars and Coffee, you're right there with the guy that built the car. You're right there with the guy that owns the car. Chances are, even if you don't like what he's done, you're certainly going to be, you know, you're certainly not going to look at him, look him in the face and say, hey, you know, um, your, uh, you know, your wiring harness looks like crap, or this looks like crap, or that looks like crap. You, you, you know, generally, you're not going to do it unless you're, you know, just a, 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 an idiot. And I just, um, so the, so the, so the cars and coffee thing, uh, it, besides just being able to give you that con, you know, that, that ability to share and get ideas and everything like that. It also allows you to, uh, you, you know, to look at cars and maybe have a little civility about it, make a new friend and talk to people. And it's something that we need in the world these days. And even if you don't have a, a car, you go down there and you walk around a little bit and you look at people's cars and you realize that um, the craftsmanship, the work, the hours, uh, the love that people put into these machines is um, one of the last places in, in, in the world where people aren't afraid to take pride in something and bring it out and show it to other people and get ideas and get an exchange of ideas of what's going on with their car. So I, I highly suggest, and I know these things are coming to a close and it's going to, you know, at, uh, at a, at a quick point here, uh, it'll be the last, uh, the last of them for a while because they tend not to meet. Sometimes they do in the winter. Sometimes people go with their cars uh, to a Starbucks or something like that. And they go inside and they sit inside and people just uh, hang out and talk. But we need, I think, in this country, more places where people talk to each other and people spend some time uh, fraternizing with each other. Instead, and not, not just by Facebook or by Twitter or by text, uh, but face-to-face. And so that's my pitch for Cars and Coffee. I, I think it's a wonderful thing. I'm glad, so glad uh, that people uh, people do that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not familiar with exactly where it started or how it started. I know in the old days, we used to get together, you know, by some drag racing uh, a street or something like that, uh, or, you know, or a gas station or something like that. Well, I guess that's now the Starbucks or the whatever different coffee place people are using. And so uh, that is a great thing. It is Halloween. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you can see by my, I don't know if you can see my shirt, but it's all a little uh, skull and crossbones. It's my Halloween shirt. I bought it a couple of years ago. Um, 
I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, after the show, head out to uh, my friend's place, my friend Keith, uh, his place out in Spokane, and we're going to have a little Halloween party out there. Um, I don't want to tell him what I'm going as, so I can't, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going as, but let's just imagine it's the scariest thing possible. Okay, let's just, you just imagine, uh, think, uh, you know, the last few years and the scariest thing possible. You put those two clues together, and I think you should have what I'm going to be for Halloween. I don't want to say it over the air because I want to surprise them when I get there. But, of course, we wouldn't be a car show if we didn't, uh, you know, look for and find and ask the question, uh, what are the scariest car movies, uh, cars that have been in movies uh, that you remember, that you have seen? There's several lists out about this. Uh, this one uh, that I found, uh, I thought was uh, a pretty good. Now, again, uh, I haven't seen all of these movies, but I, um, you know, I, I, I've seen clips and looked at the, and everything. And, and these definitely are car movies that will, um, I don't know, bring you closer to the person next to you when you're... <laughs> I mean, that's the object, right? That's why we love horror, because it it brings that person closer to you. You can sit there and you can cuddle up and be scared together. Nathan, am I right on this? Is that's one of the main attractions of a horror movie is it uh, it, it, it lights that spark of love? You could say that. I mean, it's definitely a really big spark and probably might get taken the wrong way sometimes. But yeah, I mean... You're going to be sitting there in each other's arms and uh, kind of helping comfort each other if something scary happens. Yeah, I've jumped into quite a few women's arms in a scary movie. You know, I mean, I need to be comforted <laughs> about these things. That should be I'm like a, a new big... dating service. Just go to a horror movie and just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's new, Nathan. I'll bet you that there is some dating service or something out there. Uh, you know, of, of people who like, uh, you know, horror movies and, and all of that kind of stuff. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the bit. If not, we ought to capitalize it. You know, come see Nathan and Vinny and we'll get you fixed up with a, uh, a horror. But just like this, I guess, people that meet, you know, because they like Star Wars or people that meet because they like cars. But the horror movie really, uh, you know, kind of pushes you together. I, I think, I don't know. I or it makes you get up and scream and run out of the room. I think the only time I ever seen my mother and father um, holding each other was when, uh, you know, every once in a while, Psycho would come on TV. And my mother was, you know, she was always scared of the shower scene in Psycho. And I remember one time we were watching it. I think it might have been even the first time that she allowed, they allowed the kids to be in the room when Psycho was going on. And, um, uh, you know, the shower scene came on and my mother screamed and jumped into my father's arms. <laughs> and it was the only time I've seen him uh, being uh, affectionate. It wasn't even really affectionate. It was just uh, pure fear. But anyway, we pulled this, um, this uh, list of top five scary movie vehicles. 
And if there is a scary movie vehicle, it's not on the list that you want to tell me about. Certainly you could, uh, Go on our Facebook page. Uh, just find me at NYVINNIE, New York Vinny. You can uh, find us there is where we broadcast live. Or uh, you can email me at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. And I monitor those while we're on the show as well. Um, all right. The uh, top five max, uh, uh, top five movies, uh, scariest movie vehicles. You know, Nathan, I wish I would have thought about this in advance. Uh, and maybe your, your your skills are such that you can come up with some scary background music while I'm doing this. Uh, but um, I, I should have thought of it, uh, but I, I did, unfortunately. All right, number five on the list, according to uh, Red Mango Reviews. Uh, give them credit for this. Uh, Maximum Overdrive, the uh, big tractor trailer, the Western Star 4800. I mean, let's face it, folks. If you are, uh, you know, you're driving a small car, you look in your rearview mirror and you see this big honking tractor trailer coming up behind you, you're probably scared to begin with. But imagine this thing now with a uh, a scary Joker-type uh, face on it. It's a crazy movie. It's maybe one of Stephen King's worst and uh as they point out in this thing this might have been right smack dab in the middle of stephen king's cocaine period anyway it's a uh a bizarre tale of a comet causing inanimate objects to come to life and just kill people and the big rig truck it's got a green goblin on the front of it it is um it's totally scary I mean, again, the truck is scary enough coming behind it 70 miles an hour. But uh, you see this face on it. And let me tell you something. You're just going to drive off the road and let it pass or let it uh, swallow you up one way or the other. Uh, the number four car on this list is from the movie The Wrath. Uh, it, it, it is uh, The Wraith, I guess. I don't know. i never seen the movie, so I don't know. Uh, the Dodge M4S. I don't know anybody who's seen it. Charlie Sheen stars in it. Um, uh, Charlie Sheen, a matter of fact, Emilio starred in the, in the number five pick. Uh, this is about a teenager who returns from the dead to seek supernatural vengeance on the street racing gang that took his life. It's, uh, it's, it's really kind of an interesting looking car and that it's a, it's a, it's one. It's it's like a mid uh, mid eighties, maybe early nineties uh, Dodge, and they've uh, customized it and blackened it out to uh, you know to um, pretty much resemble a Charger of uh, of the day. But it's definitely a scary looking vehicle. It's, it it looks more like I don't know. I almost want to say like a a. Um, a, a 70s charger uh, with uh, uh, the nose of, um, I don't know, maybe uh, the Dodge Self hung on the front of it. Maybe that's basically what it is, is a Dodge Self. But boy, it is uh, it's not, not all that scary, but it's on the list. Next up at number three is the, from the uh, movie Jeepers Creepers. And this is a very scary truck. It is a, it's a 41 Chevy cab over engine. It's 
So for those of you who may not know what that is, that's a, a, a truck that's got like a snub nose on it. And the cab, the engine is sunk back into the cab. And you really sit high up in the thing. You have to climb up into it, almost like a tractor trailer, uh, where you... But they're very popular uh, truck restoration projects. I've seen some really beautiful ones. This one is not the... Um, this is not the truck you want to come across on a lonely back road. Gary and Trish try to make it home from college, and the creeper is um, this this truck that just freaks you out. It's an old, beat-up-looking truck, and it has booby traps galore. You hitch a ride from the driver, and let's let's face it, that's the last ride you're going to take. Uh, this is... Uh, Again, a, a very scary looking truck, and it's probably done more to stop kids from hitchhiking home from college uh, than any law they could have passed. Um, the movie NOS 4A2, uh, they have a 1938 Rolls Royce Wraith. And this one combines holidays where it is a Christmas movie it's a horror movie uh they will um get you into his rolls royce race and a psychic link to the owner has this car doing anything it wants to protect its owner and with the nosferatu type license plate and the christmas ornamentation on the side it really, um, I don't know, scares you a little bit. On the outside, if you get in, you're no longer scared. You're just dead. But the number one car, and I don't think there can be any doubt about this. Uh, Stephen King comes back into the picture for this one. There are other cars that may be scarier looking, other cars that may do worse things, although I can't imagine it. But back in 1980, boy, I want to say 83 or 84, something like that, maybe 85, this car scared the living bejesus out of, out of everybody. I mean, if you want to see this movie, you never looked at a, 59, a 58 Plymouth the same again every time you saw one parked on the street or at a car show you look back to see if it was following you uh the name of the movie was christine and here's a little bit of a trailer from it she is seductive she is passionate she is possessive she is pure, evil. She is Christine, a 1958 Plymouth Fury, possessed by hell. Her previous owner is not alive to warn her present one. Once she lures you behind the wheel, you will be hers, body and soul. There is no place you can hide, no place you can run, and nothing you can do can stop her. Because how do you kill something 
that can't possibly be alive. Christine. Body by Plymouth. Soul by Satan. But yeah, this this was, I don't know if you've seen this movie or not. If you haven't, it's one of the great all-time Halloween movies, one of the great all-time horror movies. Um, I especially like it because it, uh, you know, it, it, well, it has Christine, but it also wreaks havoc on a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of kids who, you know, bully this one kid. They like to bully him and, they, and, and he gets their revenge. And I think that that's one of the, uh, you know, the great, things in all of these horror movies is if you've been bullied, I guess, you know, as, as many of us have when we were kids, um, <laughs> you, you like these movies, you know, you see, you, you see the, uh, oper- you know, you see the situation where uh, you get a little revenge. Now, Christine's revenge is maybe a little too much as he takes out or she uh, takes out, uh, you know, parts of an entire town and population. Uh, but, the special effects in this movie were great. Uh, the car is beautiful. You know, the, the 58, 59 Plymouths are uh, some of those uh, cars that, uh, you know, didn't get a lot of play in the day, but boy, they, they look so beautiful now in some of the color combinations. Christine is just this beautiful red with a red and white interior. And it's, uh, and, and, and the one heartbreak, <clears throat> well, many heartbreaks in the movies when, there's a scene in the movie where these gang, you know, this, this tough gang comes into the garage where uh, uh, he stores Christine and uh, the kid that owns it and um, beats up on her, you know, destroys her. And I'm sitting there just going to myself, oh man, what I, you know, never mind the horror of the car and what it does. How sick would I be if I went down into the garage? and saw my car looking like that. And uh, it was, it's quite disconcerting. So that's the number one uh, movie uh, that, uh, and I agree with this, that the scariest car in a movie, uh, and as I say, I'm sure there are others, but uh, that's uh, the one that made number one on this list. Uh, you find it at redmangoreviews.com. And um and I think most people would agree that have seen this movie. There's also an honorable mention. And, you know, for the life of me, I maybe, Nathan, you uh, you know about this. Plus, uh, I don't know, are you a big horror movie guy, Nathan? Not so much. Okay. But there is a movie where the guy who, uh, you know, these, these, these kids, um, and I never understand some of these movies because there's always the option to run. And they never do, you know, they, they stick, they run into the garage with the chainsaws as you see on the commercial, but there's this one movie where the guy has a tow truck and he goes out and I guess he helps these people that are stranded and he eats them or something like that. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the movie is. Are you talking about Wrecker? No, I don't know if it was Wrecker. I don't, maybe, but this was an old tow truck. This was a like a 50s Chevy tow truck or 50s Ford or early 60s Ford tow truck. I think the Wrecker was a bigger tow truck, wasn't it? Yeah, it says it's got like, or it shows like a green kind of big rig type. Yeah, no, this truck. Wasn't a, yeah, no, this was like a gas station tow truck. Okay, like with the hook on the back. Truck. Yeah, with the with the, a, a crane on the back and um 
and for the life of me, and it's probably one of those only, um, you know, uh, horror movies of that genre that I actually watched all the way through. I'm not a big horror movie guy. I mean, my idea of a horror movie was, um, I, you know, I love the 50s horror movies. There's, the, my favorite movie and the movie that scared me the most uh, in my entire life was Island of the She-Devils. which is a movie that um, probably was made in the middle 50s. And I remember I still have nightmares about that movie. And I think the first time I saw it, I was like eight years old. And it's just a scene in the end of it that's so scary that you, you know, you just, ah! and, you know, I got up and ran into my mom's uh, <laughs> bedroom. And jumped into her arms and mommy, mommy, mommy. Oh boy. Oh, I think I might have found it. Hot rod horror. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I'd have have to look and see the uh the truck. Is it like an old green truck? Really rustic, uh multicolored, like you know, when some people put a parts back onto a car. Yeah, yeah, that might be yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Uh, you know, especially because I drove a tow truck at one time, I kind of, you know, I'm drawn to those, you know, to tow truck movies. I mean, there's not a lot of them out there. So, uh, so anyway, that's the, that's your, um, your, uh, top five scary cars. And, and, and one thing I will preach here a little bit is uh, please again, be careful when you're out there as kids trick or treating, drive slow, use caution, Look out for little kids that are wearing costumes that are crossing the street and running out in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. Uh, we're back. You know, we didn't have a lot of trick-or-treating last year. Uh, we're back. Looks like we're back at it full tilt boogie this year. So, uh, you know, use a little extra caution when you're going out there tonight. And so, as we always tell you, don't drink and drive. Uh, it's just not worth it. You know, it's... Uh, uh, the horror of hurting somebody because of that is uh, enough, but the uh, cost of it as well uh, monetarily is uh, is devastating. So on both ends, there's really no no reason and no um, no no good reason in the world not to call you Uber or Lyft if you've had a few too many and uh, let let somebody else drive you home. Uh, or stay where you are and until you're, uh, you know, cool enough to go. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. Nathan will ask me the magic question. There's uh, some other stuff to talk about. America's supercar is up and out and uh, on, ready to go on the street. We'll tell you about that. Well, America looks like it's going to compete finally with Ferrari and Lamborghini and some of the other great cars. Uh, that uh, you can plunk down a hundred plus thousand dollars for. Although these days, a hundred plus thousand dollars doesn't get you a whole hell of a lot, does it? All right, Strap Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, right here on 11:50 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve. At some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all that's best along the way. Good health, 
good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet you have a choice no other car can touch, five engines, five transmissions, only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Back with you on Drive Time Radio. New York Penny hanging out with you. It's a Saturday morning. It is a time for drive time. As we, uh, well, I tell you, the show's flying by today. Uh, or I'm talking a lot, one or the other. I don't know. But time now for uh, the feature that the really most people tune in the show for. I mean, I think they're sick of hearing me talk. But my uh, conversations with Nathan... Uh, when he asked me that magic question. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Are phenomenal, as usual. And good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. I'm doing well, and so is Takar. Yeah, I was going to say, Nathan, uh, you, um, if you've been following the show along for the past few weeks, you know that Nathan and his uh, beautiful little Mazda has not been so beautiful lately because it has been in the dealer because uh, as we always preach on this show, sound and music go together. And Nathan was having some sound problems with his car and took it back, took it into the dealer. And, and I'll let you tell the rest of the story here as, as uh, it, 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 the first time you went to pick it up, it didn't turn out so good. I think it had a good, uh, way of putting it is like uh, you probably heard of the sisterhood of the traveling pants well i had the uh, sisterhood of the traveling sound in the car and <laughs> it went from my front left speaker they replaced that they replaced the amplifier still had issues and uh ended up replacing basically the front left and front right speakers of my car and finally the little kind of grindy or buzzing noise that happened at certain frequencies is now gone and everything sounds nice and clean and crisp again. That's a beautiful thing. And, and, and Nathan, you're a sound guy, so the sound has to, pardon me, uh, the, the way I use this here, but the sound has to sound right, or uh, you're, right. You're, you're totally, it, it's, it's like you have um, an imbalance in your ears. You don't, uh, you don't hear right. You don't drink, your coffee doesn't taste right. Your love life falls apart. 
I mean, there's a lot of things that happen when your sound when when the sound isn't working, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a better way of putting it. At the end, you just I was about to mention, it's more of a case of if something doesn't sound right, that's when there's a problem. Because sounding right, that's debatable. Everybody has their own tastes on how things should sound. But once you start hearing noises that you shouldn't be hearing, that's when you have trouble. Yeah, and, and to, uh, and you know, to, to be a sound engineer, a sound mixer, somebody who does, a, you know, a, a number of things, uh, around, uh, you know, what you hear, um, any kind of buzz, any kind of pop, any kind of crackle, any kind of uh, odd noise that isn't true to what the recording is, or the, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, what you're trying to, what you're trying to convey. Uh, you go home at night, and you close your eyes uh, with your head on your pillow, and you think about it before you fall asleep. Oh, yeah. And it even goes uh, a little bit in my car too you know i'm driving it around i'm still listening to make sure that noise really is gone yeah yeah I mean, well, it's gonna be stuck in my head for a bit but give it a week or two and i'll be back to listening it in normal like ways and be completely happy again you'll be okay well well it'll make you happy to know nathan uh that the sound in the uh, toyota tacoma pickup that i'm driving this week is uh, is a one uh, Toyota does a nice job with their sound systems. I think it's a JBL if I'm not mistaken, and they do a really nice job of uh, of, of putting these systems and in, in these. Uh, and, and this one is the Toyota Tacoma uh, Limited, which is the it's not the number one off road model, although it's well capable off road, but it's more designed as um, a luxury model, uh, if you will. And it, uh, you know, it, it's one of those trucks where, I mean, the Toyota Tacoma is the most popular truck uh, as far as off-roaders go um, that, that's out there. I mean, it's really when you go up, uh, if you go four-wheeling or, or go off-roading, uh, you, you see these trucks all over the place and that, because they're capable. Uh, but some people don't want that, you know, all the TRD stuff all over it and everything like that. And the the extra um, suspension and everything that uh, you, you know, you get with the TRD, which is the, uh, you know, the, the, the top line off-road skid plates, extra shots, uh, you know, really set up to go off-road. This one's set up to go off-road too, but it's also set up to be uh, a decent driver when you're out. It's, it's kind of straddles the world of both. If you uh, need a, need something that you can drive all day in for work and then take off road on on uh, the weekend and have a nice interior and stuff, uh, this is this is a good uh, truck for that. Uh, a couple of flaws in it, like there is in every car that doesn't meet your taste, but we'll go over those in the review. Uh, but uh, I took it up to. Um, I took it up on the uh, on the test track, test course, I should say. Uh, on uh, what was it? What was the date? It was pouring. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, when it was just absolutely dripping rain, and it handled well. I took it up uh, a little bit off road, and it, uh, it it worked real well. I I really enjoyed the. Um, uh, you, you know, the way it handled, uh, the way it was easy to slip into four-wheel drive and easy to slip into low. Uh, it, it uh, you know, you get the, uh, the, the thing I like is the hill holder 
where you you know you're going down and it, it walks the truck down a down a hill uh, or a, a you know an object if you're going over a log or something like that. Um, I didn't go fording any streams because I'm not stupid enough to do that in the rain or try to go through flood waters uh, or stuff like that. So I, I you know, I, but uh, it was a more than capable truck. I wish it had some more guts to it as far as uh, how quick it is. It's a bit of a, uh, I just wish it was a, a little faster, um, uh, you know, in, in the fact that it, uh, it takes a little bit to get going. But other than that, um, if your desires are to uh, get up to the cabin that has only a dirt road that may have uh, a few tree branches you got to go over to get to it or some deep ruts in the road or whatever it is, uh, the Tacoma so far seems very capable in that uh, in in that situation and for Nathan the sound in the uh, truck is spectacular it sounds so good that first note in hard days night just comes through as crisp as if you were standing in Abbey Road Studios when they were strumming it oh yeah I'm familiar with JBL and they've always been a good brand whether it's like a little wireless bluetooth speaker for your phone or going uh all in with a full stereo system in your car yeah, as a matter of fact, I have a JBL wireless uh, speaker that I use, um, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. I have this uh, this speaker, and I've had it for years now, I guess five years, six years, and I mean, it sounds as crisp and clear. Now, I haven't run my, I have uh, Nakamichi equipment uh, that I haven't gotten out here yet. It's still back east, so I haven't run my Nakamichi equipment through it, um, but it sounds as good as uh, my Bose speakers do, um, you know, for, at, at, I don't know, a quarter of the cost. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the Bose speakers obviously are going to sound like, uh, you know, like a symphony hall, but, you know. You're yeah, right. They are expensive. Of course, my car, it has the Bose system. And when I heard how much like it was before they warrantied the price is like, whoa, I'm glad I got that extended warranty. <laughs> how much was the, how much, what did it would have? I think in total, me? it would have brought me back like maybe $2,500 for two oh. speakers and an amplifier. And that's, I think, including the labor costs too and other things because yeah. warranty gets got covered. So like diagnostics and everything else they were doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah that was my reaction too yeah i remember when you used to go and stick a you know in, in my car i have a you know a pioneer was it pioneer pioneer alpine yep yeah yeah they got a pioneer you know with the and i have um the the blue uh a bluetooth uh pioneer so it's a fairly new new pioneer unit with the head that comes off and everything in it has bluetooth so i can talk on the phone and all that all that kind of stuff uh which is funny because it's in an old car it's in a you know i, I drive a 2000 celica and um <clears throat> and uh it's uh <laughs> you know the sound is great but man i think it was uh 349 bucks with the speakers <laughs> <laughs> Now, I remember when I put a Pioneer aftermarket amplifier into my old car, and they really do make good amplifiers, and I didn't even replace speakers. I just took, like, the stock amplifier out of my old car, replaced it with the Pioneer, and, man, it really let those speakers go to town. Yeah, they, 
you know, um, I bought years ago, I still have the TV. I mean, I love this TV. I have a Pioneer TV. And it is, I mean, I'll keep this TV till the day I die if it doesn't break. It, it, it the sound just from the TV speakers, not from anything else, but the sound just from the TV speakers um, is phenomenal. And the picture, it's, uh, and, 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 and I bought this thing at Magnolia Hi-Fi, which was, a, a you know, you see them now in Best Buy stores, but it used to be a standalone chain here many years ago. And I walked in and I knew the guy that was in the store. I had done some spots for Magnolia Hi-Fi. And I asked him, I says, I watch a lot of old movies. Uh, what's a good TV? And he said, oh, this is the one you want because the, uh, you know, contrary to other TVs, uh, this one had some kind of system or worked on some kind of system that didn't mess with the black and white balance. So when you look at a black and white movie, it looks like it's on, you know, when you look at old black and white movies, you get that weird thing around the black. Um, this one didn't get it. It could somehow control the color and it looked like you were looking at it in a movie theater. And um, yeah, Pioneer, man, that's, uh, you know, a name that uh, I, they're still doing car stereos, I believe, right? Yeah, if you go to car toys or something like that, I think you should see plenty of them. Yeah, but I think they got out of the TV business at uh, at some point or sold their TV business. Uh, but boy, what a what a fantastic product! And like I say, I mean, this is now um, probably 15, 16 years that I have this TV, and like I say, I'll I'll, I'll never let it go. My Sony that I had that that thing was you know okay boom. <laughs> after it's a good tv but anyway all right uh the corvette z06 hit the streets and if you know me you know i am a corvette guy and so uh this wednesday i believe it came out it was nothing but fantastic uh great news it's a 2023 vehicle it's going to st and and the reason why people are so excited about this corvette enthusiasts people that love cars is because for the first time um, america is going to have a car that will be able to be mentioned in the same breath as not just a jaguar or or something like that um xke or so on and so forth but be able to men be mentioned in the same breath as a Ferrari or some of the, or a Porsche or some of the other uh, great uh, supercars, the Lamborghinis. Um, and that's for a number of reasons. It, um, it looks like nothing you've seen before in a Corvette. Uh, obviously, as you know, as we've talked about, as we've road tested, the Corvette has the, you know, uh, the, the mid engine now and, it, um, it, it changes the dynamic of the car, the way the car handles, the way the car grips the road. It changes so much about the car. Well, the Z06 takes that to the new level. I don't even want to say another level. It takes it to a new level, unattained by American cars before, except maybe the Ford GT. Um, 5.5 liter V8 that sounds just off the charts. Uh, I, I couldn't get a copy of the sound of it, but I will have it for a future show. 
Uh, it is uh, just a spectacular uh, car that's going to give you, in the 5.5 liters, around 670 horsepower. And, uh, I mean, you're not going to get a stick shift with this thing. It's going to be an automatic and rear-wheel drive. But it's wider. The air intakes are bigger. Uh, there's a big wing on the back of it for those of you who need a wing to get through life. And most of best of all, uh, I think, in all this is you're going to be able to go out and buy this car. I mean, you know, you're going to go buy a Ferrari or Lamborghini. I mean, you're not getting out of there for uh, under 150,000 bucks, right? Um, the thought is, and there's no official word on this yet, but. Uh, there are um, uh, there are thoughts that this car is going to come out uh, with for at a base model for between ninety and hundred thousand dollars. And again, in American car parlance, this way this this day, this, this is an affordable price. This is a price that says, you know, come buy me. Now, I don't know what, what if dealers are going to charge over for that and wants to start putting options on it and certain things. I'm sure it's going to boost the price up. But I think here for $130,000, what you get, you know, you go out and you spend, I mean, the, the new Hummer, you're looking at $100,000 there for a pickup truck. Even if you go out and buy an Escalade these days, you're at $100,000. So while a number sounds big, in the, part, in the world of supercars, it's not that big. And what you also get besides the, uh, you know, the engine and the dual-clutch automatic transmission is you get uh, reinforcement of the structure that makes the um, chassis better. Uh, you get uh, there's an optional package that'll uh, take some of the weight off, put uh, a forged aluminum 21-inch steel uh, aluminum wheels on it, uh, carbon, more carbon fiber use in the car, uh, all to reduce weight and to give you uh, a car that will, you know, do its thing on the track for you. Uh, you can take it to any track and, and be happy. Um, an incredible interior in this car. We talked before about the interior, uh, very driver centric. Uh, and uh, it's still with the Z06 will allow you to take two sets of golf clubs uh, to the golf course after you go to the track and running around at about 180 miles an hour, <laughs> which, you know, I mean, it's a great way to get ready for your golf game, right? Is, uh, you know, <laughs> go to the track, get on a track, take it around a few times at 180, and then golf seems like it's no problem. It'll have um, everything you want as far as connectivity, uh, uh, there's uh, going to be a Bose, uh, two stereo, Bose stereos to be offered, uh, a 10-speaker system and a 14-speaker setup. I wonder what that'll be to replace, Nathan. That'll probably be about $10,000. Uh, you'll have the performance data recorder, which comes in these vehicles, allows you to record video of your uh, cruises and so on and so forth. And there's, uh, of course, a valet mode that if you leave uh, your car with somebody uh, to, um, you know, park it or whatever, they won't be able to go out and do uh, burnouts in the street behind the restaurant while you're, uh, you know, while you're in there eating dinner. Um, great driver technology, uh, driver assistance technology, and will um, 
you have standard rear parking sensors, multi-view camera system, blind spot monitor, and all uh, that kind of stuff that'll be in there. But it just looks and feels, I can't wait to get in one and drive one. Uh, I'm hoping that Chevy will send one up here to the Northwest uh, in the very near future and that we'll be able to uh, to test that and and give you a report or at least take it out to, uh, to a track and test it when uh, they become available in the press fleets. Uh, but uh, again, Chevy outdoes itself with this car. It, um, it's something that all Corvette enthusiasts have been waiting for for years. Uh, there are people who grew up in families that love Corvettes, uh, that their entire life they've been waiting uh, for, these, uh, for these Z06 um, uh, racing vets. And if you are lucky enough to be able to afford one and you want to have a unique car that will put you in the same class at the track or at the uh, cars and coffee as everybody else, take a look at this car. I, I, it, I'm sure it'll be a couple of years before you can buy when you're going to start production next summer down in Bowling Green. Kentucky, where they build the Corvettes. And by the way, if you're ever down in uh, Bowling Green, take some time, allow yourself some time to go to the Corvette Museum uh, down there. It's really a spectacular, spectacular place. And uh, again, if you're into Corvettes or just even into cars, it's, uh, it, it's just a really uh, interesting place to go and see. And by the way, if you're into sinkholes, it's a good place to go because I don't know if you remember this, but Many years ago, not so many years ago, but several years ago, they had the um, uh, the, the sinkhole that swallowed up, I don't know, what was it, 15, 10, 15 Corvettes there into this hole? I mean, it was probably the most expensive, including the one millionth Corvette that was uh, ever built. And I happened to uh, to go to the Corvette Museum uh, with my daughter, not long after the sinkhole, we were on our way to one of our trips to Graceland to, uh, as we, we do every 10 years, what we go to Graceland and, uh, it was phenomenal to, uh, to look at that thing. You know, they, they had it set up where you could go out in the back of the museum and look, they had this little building that looked like the kingdom almost. And, uh, you know, in that building, they had all these Corvettes housed. And the thing hit the sinkhole and the cars went into it and the crane was in there and they were trying to get them out. You're going to watch them work. And it was, uh, it was really sad, uh, you know, to see that these, see these beautiful cars. And I think they saved all of the cars, if I'm not mistaken. I know the millionth Corvette, they actually took back to GM and the engineers at GM actually, I don't know if they finished it already, uh, but rebuilt this car. Uh, okay back to specs so um definitely something uh that you need to uh uh to uh, take a look at uh if you're in that area but the 2023 chevy corvette introduced what we uh what we know about this car is that it's uh, definitely going to be worth um worth everything that uh, it uh <laughs> everything that uh, that you dreamed it would be it will be. All right, time now for a quick version of uh, the uh, road test. 
The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we've spoken about these cars before. Uh, you know, Hyundai uh, and uh, the Hyundai Santa Fe is just an incredible car if you're in that market for the, uh, you know, the uh, the smaller, not the smaller, actually, it's a, it's a, the midsize SUV, the midsize car, uh, you know, uh, wagon it can do. And I know I call them wagons, but they are, you know, they're essentially station wagons. I don't know that you can find a better one uh, than the Hyundai. Uh, the Santa Fe, uh, I drove the calligraphy 2.5 turbo all-wheel drive. What I love about this car, what I love about Hyundai, is that they're so distinctly styled. Uh, they are uh, car, cars, I mean, all of their cars. Uh, from the uh, you know the, the the Tucson, right on up to the Ionic and uh, everything else that they do, they do with style, and this car is no exception. It's uh, very spacious. It gives you um, a lot of room both for your body and your cargo, and uh, which is is nice. Plus, the tech in the car is easily decipherable. It's really, you know, you're not sitting there all day trying to figure out what you want to do, where you want to go. Uh, it, um, it, you know, it's very uh, intuitive. Uh, it's a great riding car. It has a sport mode. It really makes you uh, feel like um, you can control your uh, your destiny, I guess you would call it, in this, uh, in this vehicle. Uh, it, it really is, uh, again, uh, a vehicle from the uh, design to the practicality of the car, uh, a, a vehicle that uh, that if you're looking to an alternative for a, uh, a, a Toyota or a Nissan, this is a perfect place to start looking. This is the kind of car uh, that you that you want to start looking at. Uh, and uh, you know, Hyundai and Kia do a great job in this area. I uh, continue to be amazed at the, the chances that they take and the styling cues that they put into these cars. And this is um, no exception. 2.5 turbo engine moves you along well. The transmission shifts when it should and makes you feel like it's solid. I guess the only shocker here to me, and it's a very quick vehicle, by the way, it's, it's geared to really to, to move. The only shocker to me is the sticker price. I mean, you know, forty-three thousand four hundred thirty bucks for a Hyundai. Um, but you know what? They've earned it uh, because it's not the cheap little car anymore. It's on a par with anything else you're going to go out there and buy. And Hyundai has maybe the best warranty in the business. And uh, it's a car that is um, the Santa Fe uh, is well worth it. My people in my family drive them. Uh, they love them, and uh, it's uh, it's a car that is well worth uh, you taking a look at if you're in the market uh, for that midsize SUV, the uh, Hyundai Santa Fe 2.5 turbo all-wheel drive. All right, that's going to put it in the books for us for another edition of Drive Time. Nathan, thank you so much uh, for uh, your contributions this morning. Thank everybody else. Uh, next week, we will talk to uh, a very special show next week. It's our two-year anniversary. So we will um, have a great show for you. 
as we always try to do here on Drive Time Radio. See you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. <laughs>